the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 11, title, What are the biggest challenges to starting a business? I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. You can interact with us on social media at Go Legal Yourself and find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Today, we'll be chatting about what are the biggest challenges to starting a business? This isn't about someone that's already in business. I'm sure that they have faced some of the challenges, but this is someone that's thinking about starting a business. I have Mu in studio with me and I'll be chatting with Mu about some of the failures or or some of the challenges rather that people encounter, especially when they are first thinking about starting a business. How are you, Mu? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic as always. So some of the challenges that could be potentially dire for someone that's thinking about starting a business. I have a list of these and I'd like to go through them sort of one by one and maybe get some of your input as well. And one of the biggest challenges that a business owner really needs to think about before starting a business is capital, shortage of capital and cash flow, money. Money, 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 money. (laughs) Why are we in business, right? Why do you want to start your own business? Yes, it can be your passion, but it ultimately is to make money. You make money by being your own boss, by having your own business. That's how you make money rather than being dependent on someone and working at a nine to five job. So make sure that you have enough capital. It's easier said than done. Well, that's absolutely true. Yeah. (laughs) And business owners, they're probably thinking, well, what does she mean by that? I mean, how much should we even have? How much money should we consider? Well, there's a rule of thumb. You are going to sit down and do a business plan. I think we've spoken about a business plan in depth in episode two. Yeah. But this business plan is really, really going to lay everything out for you as far as what are your expenses going to be. Yes, as a business, you are going to have more expenses than revenue initially. The rule of thumb is you need to have capital for about at least six to eight months of expenses. Right. That's how much money you would really need to start a business with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the thing about the business plan, which I know is the, the next step you were going to talk about, is it, it really lines it up for you. Like you really sit down and you're able to to you know, figure out what your legal expenses are going to be and what your patents are going to be and what your licensing fees are going to be and insurance. There's a lot of things to consider. It's not just developing a product and getting a store to up and run and sell your product. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And don't expect that you're going to get immediate revenue as soon as you start your business. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's why everybody would be a business owner. Exactly, yes. But the reality of that is, no, you're not. You're going to have more expenses than revenue. And having that cushion, if you will, six to eight months expenses in the bank is really going to help you in in the long run. Another challenge is actually having a good business plan. And I know we've mentioned business plans over and over again on our podcast, but it truly is extremely important because without a plan, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. 
You know, people plan for vacation. Why can't they plan for their business? Which is, it, it blows me away. It's really, I'm, I'm usually gobsmacked. Yes, that is a very English word to use. <laughs> I love but that word. There's no other way to explain this. That it's it's shocking to me that people don't have a business plan when they start out as a business. I, I don't know that they see the importance of it. I don't know that they get that it's really more than just um, it's it's your vision, but it it's broken down into multiple steps to go ahead and put you on the path to succeed. It's it's really that roadmap that we always have said before. It's a roadmap to getting to where where you want to be, and it forces you to look at all the different aspects. So, it's you have a great idea, you have a great concept, but if you want to raise capital for it, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing they're going to want to see is a great business plan. And if you don't have one, they're not going to talk to you. Um, and it just it it gives you peace of mind too, because then you know what the strategy is. It's like setting the goals for twenty eighteen. You know, what are your goals? What are your resolutions? You have to have a game plan to follow those goals so you can reach them. Otherwise, they're just that's it. They're just goals, and you know you need to make that a reality. It, exactly. You you cannot run a business with your eyes closed. You cannot pray and hope to think that you're going to land your client tomorrow or next week or month from now. It doesn't work like that in the real world. It truly doesn't work like that. Any successful business, if you sit down with one of the owners, the first thing that they're going to say to you is you better have a plan. That plan better be written down. You better know exactly what you're selling. Yeah. And what the message is. And exactly. And who are you selling to? Right. What your market is. Yes, you do have competition. Exactly. Whether you think you do or not. And you have to research that competition. Everyone has competition. Yeah. Everyone. Because you have to stand out from them. Yes, you do. Absolutely. So make sure you have a good business plan. The other challenge that uh, usually comes up when someone's starting a business is coming up with a great product or service. So there, again, doesn't matter what industry you're in, doesn't matter what service or product you provide, you are going to have competition. But you better know what that product or service is that you're providing someone. And you better know who that someone is too. Now, without, without knowing what you're selling, that's just suicide. Right. And, and knowing what you're selling is not like, I have this great gizmo. <laughs> it's like, why is that gizmo so great? What, is there a market for it? Is there a customer for it? Is there a need for it? And if there's other products like that out there, what makes yours better or different so it's really sellable? Exactly. In the in the legal world, we call it a widget. But yes, gizmo works also. <laughs> but I want to share a quick story about having a product and, and trying to take it to market. Well, I don't know if our business owners that are listening know this, I actually am the founder and creator of Eadorables. Oh, yeah, I love them. Yes. Eadorables is a plush toy with oversized ears. Now, how many plush toys are there? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no idea. Millions. Saturated. And millions yeah. and millions of plush toys. Yeah. So why is it that mine is so special from everybody else's? Besides the fact that you design them. Well, there you go, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And because I have a plush toy and because it's got oversized ears and the ears are actually useful, I actually thought outside the box. I knew exactly what my product was and who it was going to be marketed to. Right. So really get to know what your product or service is and how is it different from somebody else's. It could be a price point. 
For example, Dollar Shave Club. We love that、I、guy, do. don't we? Love him. He's hilarious. Love the commercials. <laughs> Videos are great. How many years you know, have have razors been around? They've、oh. been around for centuries. And and there's so many different types of razors out there. The market's saturated with them. Exactly.、Yeah. And he came up with a brilliant idea. And by the way. Listeners, if you can hear pitter patter in the background, <laughs> that's just Bella and Lady and Shartzi. Yes, so don't worry about that. And if you do hear snoring, it's not Moo; it's one of my dogs. Well, <laughs> well, thank you for that, Moo. Sorry, exactly. Just kidding. Just kidding. You know, so the the concept of Dollar Shave Club was it was it's easier. It's the the razors are accessible; they come to you. You know, it could be the same product that everybody else is selling, but have a little twist to it. Have something different. So make sure that you know what your product or service is. The other challenge is people tend to fall off to the wayside. Business owners, when you start a business, stick with it. Right? If you're really truly passionate about it, stick with it. Again, you are going to encounter failures. Yes, everybody encounters failures. Bill Gates encountered failures. Right, so Oprah encountered failures. Oh yeah, were encountering failures. Oh yeah. But what does failures do? They make you stronger. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, and it's a huge learning lesson. Yeah, they're huge. I think I think you can't look at it as a failure. You have to look at it as a growth. You have to look at it as a, <laughs> as a as an opportunity to、uh, reevaluate your situation,、mm-hmm. why that failed, and how you can make it better, how you can make it work.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't ever look at it as a failure. Because that's really not what it is. Because that emotionally starts to trigger everybody, and then they start to think, "Oh, maybe I can't do this." It's a roller coaster ride. There's not. A, I mean, entrepreneurs、uh, drop off like flies because they 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 get frustrated. They get, they encounter、mm-hmm. um, a lot of no's and a lot of upsets. And, and but it's a roller coaster. You have to just ride it out. Have perseverance, determination, true grit. That's what makes in entrepreneurs. That's what gets those people. You have to stick to, to it.、Top. You have to stick to、Absolutely. it. Absolutely. The first, the first little road bump you encounter, embrace it. Yeah, exactly. Stick to it. If you truly believe in this and it's your passion, stick to it. Yeah. So another challenge is working more than you expected. <laughs> so I'd like to share a little secret. Being an entrepreneur, it's not like having a nine to five job. So when nine, I'm sorry, when five o'clock hits. And it's time for everybody else to knock off work, and they go down to the local pub for a drink. Can you do that as an entrepreneur? Ah,、uh, well, <laughs> I could. No, <laughs> I'm also not in England going down to the pub. Oh, there you go.、Um, no, you, well, you probably aren't. You just don't have the time. We don't entrepreneurs. We don't work nine to five. We work all the time. Yeah. And if a important client calls you at five thirty. At quarter to six, at quarter to nine p.m. Way past your bedtime. Way time. Way <laughs> past my bedtime. And this is an important client. And this is the only time that the client can talk to you. You better be available. Yeah. So you need to really have an expectation, not just you, but also your family as well. If you have family, if you have spouses, if you have dogs, if you have elderly parents, you're looking after. Yeah. Make sure that you take this into consideration when, before starting a business. Actually, how much time can you invest in that business? Some people invest twenty four seven, and that's okay because they can. Yeah, I certainly can't, and I know you can't. No, and no. I know most of the business owners out there 
cannot either. So you know, keep keep that in mind. How much time can you actually ex- expect to work? Well, I think there's that, and I think there's also finding that fine balance too. Because if you are so off balance, focus so much on that, that can also be detrimental as well. So it's really trying to to balance all of it is really difficult, but you will definitely spend a lot more time starting up a business and just to be mindful of it. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Um, I'm really glad that you brought that point up, Moo, because in episode nine, we were speaking with an expert, Tia Ross, Mm. and I was talking to her about living on purpose. Yeah. So you're in your business deliberately on purpose. She's got a fantastic book, by the way. Please go and listen to episode nine and pick up some of these tips that Tia was talking about. She was talking about that work-life balance, which is extremely important. So fantastic. You brought that point up. Well, my pleasure. (laughs) I wasn't even pointed out to do that. Thank you very much. (laughs) I guess you are worth the pennies I'm paying you, huh? (laughs) Two and a half. <laughs> well, there you go. The other thing that you just mentioned too is the other challenge is that people do get frustrated. Right? They get frustrated because they get rejected constantly by clients, by customers, by vendors, by banks, by financial institutes. You are going to get rejected, but that's okay. Absolutely. That's okay. It's basically being pushed off the horse. You just get up dust yourself off, jump back on the horse and do it again. But you do it differently. Absolutely. And I think it's important to understand maybe why, if they rejected you, find out why. Don't just walk away disappointed and upset. Like, see if you can go and find out a little bit more information. If there's a financial advisor that's like, I can't invest in this. I don't see what, you know, uh, something about your business plans not is off. Find out what it is. Go fix it. Don't be afraid to ask those questions, especially mm-hmm. from customers. If there's something that you know they're like, I don't like this or that, they're probably very polite initially. Don't be afraid to go and get the criticism because that will help you understand your market better so that you can create a better product. Ultimately, those are all going to go and lead you to ultimate success. Exactly. So those kinds of things are really valuable information that you can get from other people to really succeed and outshine your competition. Absolutely. Rejections are really important. Huge. Really important. <laughs> Unless you're in high school, <laughs> middle school, <laughs> rejected again. <laughs> Those don't go over so well. No, no. But you do learn from them. Absolutely. And, and you do put out a, a better, stronger product or yeah. service. You're, you're right. The other challenge that uh, someone might have when starting a business is, well, how do they hire good employees? Employees can really suck. <laughs> I'm just going to say it plainly. I'm just, there's just no other way of saying it. Some employees can really suck. There's a commercial on the radio. And they called this employee that is really terrible at doing everything Dave. I don't know if you've heard of that commercial. But the commercial is, they say, well, let's call this employee Dave that does everything wrong. And... They're talking to Dave and they said, hey, Dave, why weren't you here yesterday? And he said, well, it was opposite day yesterday. So he did everything opposite. <laughs> Just make sure you don't want to hire a Dave. <laughs> right? And that there is a technique on how to hire the right people for your business. And we will get into that much later on, on upcoming episodes. But there are ways on how to find good people, how to hire good people. And what is the saying, Moo? 
Hire slowly, fire fast. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And that's... I love that saying. That's a huge uh, tip that I actually wrote in my book. The book is called Go Legal Yourself. It's a fantastic little read. So if you want to know more about how to hire, that would be a great starting point. Another challenge is knowing when to fire bad employees. Oh my goodness, I have (laughs) a real life story. One of my friends, let's just call her her friend. One of my friends hired, she's in the financial world. So she deals with paperwork all the time. And within that industry, you definitely have to have hard copies. So she hired a friend, somewhat friend of hers, to do the admin work and do the filing and what have you. Well, her friend would come in and and be the receptionist and what have you. And then she would fail to do the filing. And that's what she was really hired for. So my friend did not confront the receptionist. She did not say to her, you're not doing the filing. In fact, my friend would go into the office on weekends to do the filing (laughs) for her friend. Can't wait to find out who this is. And you know how long this took? Eight years. No way. Eight. It's disastrous. So is it because it was a friend that she was reluctant? It's possible. But the other thing is she just didn't like confrontation. Oh, that's a huge part too. If you know how to handle these situations, you're not going to have confrontation again. But that's an art. That's an art. It's something else that's like having to learn how to communicate with people. That's something that's... Exactly. (laughs) By the way, there is a fantastic seminar out there and it's called Fred Pryor Seminars. They are extremely valuable, very, very reasonable. And you can pay for a year and you can attend as many seminars as you want. And they focus on certain things like this, how to become a better assistant, how to negotiate, how to uh, deal with different personalities. No, oh, I'm going to write that down. This is a fantastic seminar. Um, I actually took it a couple of years ago, and that's where we met Casey. Oh, yes, I yes. Love that. By the way, Casey is a uh, enrolled amazing. agent. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She is an uh, enrolled agent, and we will be bringing her on in a month or two. Fantastic. That is an episode that you cannot miss. Oh, we're going to need another microphone because I have to sit. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have to stick me outside because I'll be laughing the whole time. Exactly. You, you can stay in the room. <laughs> Yay. But yes, yeah, that's where I met her. And so it's a great place to network as well. Oh, great. So the, the other challenge as well is having to wear so many hats. As a business owner, when you're going to first start out, keep in mind, you are going to be the CEO. You are going to be the secretary. You are going to be the treasurer. The CFO, yeah, all that. The CFO. And yes, you're going to be the coffee person. (laughs) And you're going to be the janitor. And if you're okay with all of those hats, knowing up front that you are going to be all of those roles, accept it. Be, again, you're growing your business. This is you, something that you are growing that belongs to you. Put your heart and soul into it. Yeah. And you are going to be wearing multiple hats. And to be careful with that, I think it's important to mention that it prioritizing what you need to focus on most 
you know, yeah, coffee's great. I, I need my coffee. If that's your priority to get you functioning in the day, go and make sure that gets done immediately. Exactly. It doesn't cost, it doesn't take too much time. <laughs> but it's the other things that sometimes like you have to realize that's where the delegation starts to come. And it's like, if you, you know, your business starts mm-hmm. growing so much that you're like, I don't have time to be as thoughtful on all the email I'm doing mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you do. That's where you have to start considering maybe getting somebody else to help you out, an intern or mm-hmm. or whatever else. And in fact, we actually talked about that back in episode 10. Yeah. Um, so go back to episode 10. We, we share some great tips in episode 10. The other challenge is to really manage your time. Again, that's one luxury that business owners don't have. We don't have time. Time is not our friend. So we have to make it our friend, right? So you really need to manage your time properly. If you're going to work from a home office, make sure you're working and you're not doing laundry while you're working. No. <laughs> and you're not... Only on New Year's Day. Exactly. And, and you're not taking a lunch break for three hours. Right. Oh, really, yeah. really manage your time. And the final challenge here that I would like to share is, again, maintaining some kind of work life balance. Please go back to episode nine. Listen to what Tia Ross said about how to actually gain a work-life balance. This has been fun. Yeah, thank you so much. And for business owners that are listening to us, we would love your feedback. If you have any questions that you would want me to address on the podcast, don't be shy. Go to golegalyourself.com go to our contact page and leave us a message. Leave me a question. Leave me two questions. I don't mind. I'll be happy to answer those for you. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law, and it has been a pleasure being your host. Until next time, cheers to your success.